Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers! We are back recording on November 2nd, and we are previewing the upcoming match, the upcoming game this weekend against the Packers, our rival. Um, the Lions are three and a half point underdogs, and with the big trade this week and everything like that, we got a lot to talk about previewing this upcoming game. Um, but we got the Packers on the ropes. Uh, they are struggling mightily, but we'll get in all that in a moment. But before we do, let's get to the Blue Kool-Aid crew that is here. So I'm Big Z. Let's get to the other two. So we got UJ. Hey, everybody. And Hunter. What up, Lions fans? All right. So, gentlemen, the Lions, three and a half point underdogs. This game is a noon uh, kickoff central, one o'clock Eastern at Ford Field. Um, And the Packers coming off a four game losing streak right now. Mm. A 27 22 loss to the Giants, a 27 10 ass kicking at home to the Jets. Um, Then losing to Washington, the only team we beat this year, uh, 23 21. And then a pretty sound. They lost by 10 and covered against the Bills, 27 to 17, but it really wasn't that close if you watched the game. Um, They had a late touchdown there at the end. So the Packers yeah. struggling a lot, um, and the and the Lions um, coming in this league still limping along on injury report. Swift, <laughs> what is up with Swift? I mean, it, this is just another year of injuries. Campbell said he he probably pushed him too hard last week. We were talking about it on a podcast. Like he looked very not like himself in the run game, uh, and now he's been downgraded. Yeah. Uh, uh, he did not practice it's... at all today. <laughs> No one knows because we thought he'd just be fine after the bye week. Like it was just, you know, healing up a bit. But I don't know if there's something more serious. Uh, people are starting to ask the question if he's a long-term solution. He's elite, but if he's never on the field, you know, right. I don't know. No, exactly. Uh, yeah, I thought he'd be coming back strong that last game. But no, he obviously wasn't ready or or I don't know if it's a mental thing or a physical thing. But, uh, yeah, it's frustrating as a fan to watch because. Uh, He's very talented, but you know, like like you said, Connor, he's not in the field. What good is he? So I feel like he's going to be that guy we talk about in fifteen years. Like, oh, DeAndre Swift, man, he had it, but he didn't have it. Hmm. I'm just well, afraid we talk about Javid Best in that way, in some degree. That's true. Yeah. There's a few. Best had it. Who was that yeah, receiver that went crazy? Uh, oh, who was uh, after? I remember he had two offensive pass interference calls in the Saints playoff game. What's that? Uh, 
trying to jog my memory here. Huh. I, not I, Ryan I Broyles, right? No. No, not Broyles. Anyways, that guy, whoever he was, uh, I always thought he was going to be really good, but he didn't work out. But anyways. He was good for one game. Remember? He had a <laughs> career game, and then he went nuts. Yeah. And lost his mind. This was in the the Lions Saints playoff game, the receiver. Yeah, UJ knows who I'm talking about. I think he yeah, does. Dude, I, I mean, I have the whole uh, stats up from that game. Uh, there is, I think he had multiple offensive pass interference calls that game. Huh. I thought he did. I could be wrong. None of these days. I mean, the all the people who had Titus Young. Titus <laughs> Young. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's him. Titus Young. Titus Young. Yeah. No, I remember. <laughs> At least I was hyping him up. I'm sure other people were too. It's hard to remember back then, but that's a different thing than Swift. That's him going insane versus Swift just not playing. But there's always those players, you know, that you're like, what if something had gone a little differently for them? I hope that doesn't become Swift was my whole point. I I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, I hope I hope not either. Uh, but he, yeah, I mean, it's hard to say, you know, we're not seeing him practice every day and what the guy's going through and everything, but I, I just don't see that that driven guy, you know, like that, I don't know, maybe he wants to be the best, but it's just not showing on, the, you know, in, in public. So I don't know. It's just frustrating. Um, Sewell had, a, uh, he had a child this week. Uh, so he did not practice today, uh, but he'll be back out there. I'm sure, uh, for Sunday, uh, Matt Nelson did not practice. If he didn't practice, Chase Lucas, our late round draft pick, uh, didn't practice. AJ Parker, uh, hip injury, didn't practice. Probably uh, too busy trying to chase uh, everybody running by him <laughs> last week. Uh, <laughs> since nobody didn't keep anybody in front of him last week. Uh, Brock Wright yeah. is still coming back from his concussion. Uh, I'm not sure if he'll be ready to go. But if he is back, he'll have a bigger role uh, than he did the, the week before. <laughs> Um, if you if you want to uh, hear all our reactions to the TJ Hawkinson trade, by the way, go to our last episode um, on Apple or Spotify um, and look up our reactions to the TJ Hawkinson trade and all the impacts it has on Lions going forward. We're not going to be covering that in this podcast. We're just previewing this upcoming game against the uh, Packers. So Josh Reynolds limited in practice. Derek Barnes also limited. Um, so is Frank Ragnow and Charles Harris. Um and then Deshaun Elliott looks like he'll be back this week. So that's from the injury report side of things. Uh, the, yeah. the Packers, though, let, let's talk about this team for a moment because it's kind of fun because they're bad <laughs> right now. Uh, they're not a good team at the moment. Um, they are really struggling. As I mentioned, losing four straight. They started three and one. Now they're three and five. Aaron Rodgers looks really sad. Um, I don't know how, why he can't be that sad. So making sad. 30, 40 million. Uh, he looks sad when they were winning too, though. Just now, it looks more appropriate. He just has really bad body posture all the time. <laughs> I think maybe that maybe as that maybe an ineffective leader in that sense. Then, uh, because this team's struggling, uh, and the offense is struggling. Uh, they haven't scored more than thirty points in a game this year. Um, and the defense. I want to talk about defense because I've been. I told people this when they hired the guy, or I told Packers fans this when they hired the guy. And they had, they they were pretty good defense last year, but they've taken a mighty step back. But Joe Barry, um, ex Lions, Owen sixteen defensive coordinator, now the Packers defense coordinator. I don't know. It's amazing uh, how he <laughs> got back to being a defensive coordinator. I can see it as assistant. Fine, he's probably got some knowledge. But man, um, this is a defense with seven first round draft picks on it. 
and a, a top 10 defense from last year, uh, which was coached by Joe Barry. So I'll give him, you know, those accolades. But, man, yeah. they are really bad. We know how bad the Lions are in the run game. The Packers are neck and neck with them. Uh, Packers have given up. So Lions have given up 154 yards per game on the ground this year. Uh, the Packers 141.3. So that's where to attack this team. Uh, the Lions are third worst in the league. Uh, Packers fourth worst. Uh, if you want to know where they stand <laughs> overall. But um, yeah. Th- so Jamal, I I, I don't want to see Swift out there this week, honestly, because I don't think he's ready to go. It do- doesn't seem like he is. Um, I would put a lot of money on props for Jamal Williams this week. I think he's gonna have a big week this week. What do you guys think? I agree. Yeah, I agree. He's gonna get the bulk of the carries. We'll see a little more of Craig Reynolds, I think. Uh, yeah, because I I believe you're right. See, I think they're gonna try to do the ground game it heavy in, in this game so and if it's effective yeah they're, these guys are going to have big games both of them i think i hope uh golf uh, can connect enough with his receivers to keep them honest and keep the run game humming it's it's going to be an interesting week for sure for this offense especially just losing hawk i'm very curious to see like how the yeah. whole team responds i guess yeah, yeah. I, this yeah. wasn't a hawk centered offense, so so I I don't think they're gonna lose a ton by him. In my opinion, I mean, I more mean like the idea of like trading away one of your players. To me, that doesn't signify that your GM like believes in this team. Yeah, well, like like back to the hawk thing for a second though. Uh, you know, I've watched every game, and uh, it's just like when hawk does something big, it's like, hey hawk. Like it's a surprise kind of because because most of the games he's really he hasn't done a whole lot. He's had a couple of real big games and a couple of plays here and there. But you're right. See, he's just uh, he's not like carrying the offense or anything like that. So I don't know. It. I have this bad feeling he's going to turn into Kelsey at in the at the Vikings. And I mean, the Vikings like, are notorious for uh, underperforming tight ends as well. Uh so. No, I don't think Kirk Cousins is some elite quarterback or anything. It just feels like that's something that happens to the Lions. So, so and and, and Rudd Dog is joined. Uh, Rudd Dog, Ooh. what do you think about losing a uh, Hawk, or at least against the Packers this week? Is it going to have a large impact, mild impact, no impact? I think I heard some of being already said. What has Hawk's impact basically been to this point? I mean, a little bit in moderate, some decent impact from game to game. Some games he's really looked good. I mean, but. I wouldn't call him the motor of our or like the heart of our offense by any stretch. Like, what is the average? Like, maybe forty-two yards a game tops. Like, he's not one of the top targets in the league or anything. He's a nice valve when we've used him, but no, I'm. Is a tight end never truly the heart of the offense <laughs> anywhere? It's, well, there are like I mean, you you take Kelsey maybe off Kansas of, City. Of Kansas City. She, I she mean, yeah, you think you think Mahomes is going to do nearly as good without him? Uh, I think Mahomes will still do very well. He'll do well, but, but he, I mean, I'm just saying that guy has been such a blanket for him for a long time. But, uh, I mean, and how many times this year I've already been like, oh, Hawk, oh, no, that's right, making a good play. So, you know, I already feel like he wasn't even the only thing exciting about our tight end group. So, yeah. I, I, I mean, our tight end group really isn't too exciting. But I do think they have uh... – I think Brock Wright is a solid tight end. If not, you know, maybe the tight end one of the future, a, a solid uh, piece to have going forward mm-hmm. uh, at tight end too. Yeah. But I think they like him a lot more uh, 
than we even realize. Uh, that's what I was reading. Um, after his I hope he's out. not the tight end of the future. I feel like I don't know. He's, he's a better blocker. He could too. surprise because he wasn't I would say utilized. He's a blocker, but he's at least on par. You don't think he's better than Hawk was at blocking? I wouldn't say either are elite. I mean, <laughs> I heard Hawk was ranked like forty second in the league at blocking. I think Brock Wright's a better pass blocking tight end. I'll say that. Hawk, Hawk. Ooh. I mean, I've already spoken about my thoughts on his block. You got the analytics or whatever. Uh, you you subscribe. What is what do they say? What do they rank us at? Uh, I don't have PFF this year. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just kind of pick it. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> PFF's uh, not biblical, anyways. No, not biblical. You're gonna no, find a new player. As I've easy. always said, I've only said PFF's just a, a one metric. It's a solid metric though, because they put a ton of research into it. So it's worth, you know. You're gonna have to find yeah. a new guy to dial in on, because Hawk was the guy you bully every week in the chat. So you're gonna have to find a new guy. Oh, we'll find. Who's it gonna be? Oh yeah, we'll have to find that guy. So we'll have to have offline conversations about who that guy is. I just never was high in him. There, there, he would miss one or two. I think he hinted week. already, Connor. He, he started smack talking uh, Ali McNeil last during the pod on. Oh, Monday, McNeil. So. Maybe McNeil. I think that the might guy. be yeah. Z's guy to go after. He's the now. new guy. <laughs> All right. You heard it here first. Lee McNeil's big Z's new guy. <laughs> Anti guy, oh, I should say. I didn't even say a word uh, here. Your silence is know. deafening. Yeah, it's deafening. I just said we don't have a. a we we don't have a dominant D tackle. Lee McNeil is not that. I think I think at best he's a, ro- rota- a rotational or a... again your argument yes. is in our yeah. You're helping out my case. Thank you. <laughs> you're helping it. He's a good piece to have, but we need more. Yeah, fine. I, I think he's a starting caliber. You want to interpret it. I don't know if he's <laughs> he's stepped up to like some be a star, obviously, or anything. But I, he needs someone good next to him. That's for sure. Yeah, and he's a third round pick. Um, he's young yet. Uh, but as I was saying, this Packers team, really, really bad on the ground, 141 yards per game. They've given up a little better in the past game. They have a lot of solid talent uh, in the back end with Jair Alexander, um, some other pieces as well. Uh, they, they did have Quay Walker, uh, who got uh, mm. booted last week. For, uh, he, he's their first-round linebacker for, out of Georgia, a guy we talked about in the draft. Um, yeah, kicked yeah, out. a possible draft target. Yeah, he, he pushed a, a Buffalo Bills uh, player that wasn't playing, like in street clothes, uh, pushed him. So he got ejected from the game last week. On Does, doesn't an ejection disqualify you from the next game? To the Michigan, Michigan State no, it's not so. college football. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you just pay a fine. Um, but uh, Rashawn Gary, really good end, pass rusher, Preston Smith. Kenny Clark is still around. He's been solid. Devontae Wyatt, also a uh, D-tackle they took in the first round this year. Um, the same team, a guy we, we talked about. Uh, Eric Stokes has been pretty decent for them. Darnell Savage and Adrian Amos. So there's a lot of names on here. They are just not playing good enough defense to uh, win. Although, <laughs> in the past, their offense has been better and kept them off the field. So it's kind of mm-hmm. uh, back and forth. Because this Packers offense, uh, they are really lacking wide receivers. Rom- Romeo Dobbs is their top receiver, and he's their fourth-round wide receiver um, from this year. Now, we oh, have wow. our, we had a Monroe last year as their mom, but we also weren't good. So <laughs> right. Remember when we all wanted to draft Christian Watson and then – Williams came yeah. out of nowhere. No. What's what, I is, said no to Christian Watson. I'm well. Is Watson okay. bad? Is he doing bad? I liked him. Yes. I'm not gonna. I mean, I liked him, him in the second time. round. I didn't want him where we got Jameson. <laughs> so 
he is what I said he was going to be in terms of he cannot catch the ball. Mm. He, this is a this is a guy that had limited tape at, from North Dakota State. He's like a Ted Ginn, elite speed. But uh, I mean, look at the look at the first play of the year for the Packers on offense. Wide open, seventy five yard touchdown, right in the bread basket. He drops it, oh, and that's man. kind of been. Uh, the problem with this offense uh, since their offensive line isn't as good either. David Bakhtiari is a shell of himself at left tackle. Um, he's constantly going in and out. They Should actually rotate him in and out. Um, Josh Myers, their center, is probably their best offensive lineman. Elgin Dakins uh, is questionable. So, the, I mean, Rodgers has been sacked a lot more this year. It's just not as good. They, they're they still a pretty solid running team with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon as the one-two punch. But it's just not the same uh, offense, as I mentioned. Haven't scored 30. Um, 30 points in a game this year. Now, will that change when they play the Lions defense? <laughs> a decent chance. Uh, yeah. Tends to happen. Uh, let's, hope that way, but... we are, let's hope not. We are what ails most people. So <laughs> yeah. we, we fix yeah. what ails most people. But, uh, but another stat on the Packers, too, I was just uh, looking around. I was reading some Packers uh, sites, and uh, they are the absolute worst team on fourth down in the league. Mm. The worst. Uh, two out of, uh, I believe, 11 opportunities, oh, something like that. They, they are just not good. Oh, this feels like another chance for a defense to ail that, though. <laughs> it's not like yeah. we're great at defending those. I think our defense is going to rise to this one. Uh, yeah, they don't really do. Uh, after, after, what, after what happened last week, it, it becomes a pride thing. And, you know, a coach getting fired, serious shit. And, uh, yeah. and, and players look at that seriously, too. I mean, I'm sure they all love the guy. And, you know, but beyond that, I mean, they see people are replaceable, and it's it's just gonna put a new fire under them, at least temporarily. So, UJ, so, uh, t- to your point, the Packers two for eleven on fourth down this year, eighteen percent worse in the league. Yeah, um, yeah. The Lions, who were zero for six in us in a whole game, going for on fourth down, way above them at forty five percent. If you take that game out, <laughs> the Lions are actually nine for fourteen on fourth down this year. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Although there's yeah. some notable ones, uh, like in the Vikings game or. Obviously, New England with six, um, but yeah. still more successful. Um, I think they were five for five, and what against the Redskins? Or, I forgot what game they were like five for five on fourth. Yeah, game. probably the Redskins. Um, the Lions still, uh, you know, since I have the stats pulled up, Lions actually second in the league for going forward on fourth down this year. Believe it or not, uh, so, wow. first is the Cardinals. Hmm. Uh, so just a fun fact to throw out there since I had the stat pulled up. Like that. Um, so we're good at something. <laughs> yeah. That's the way. That's what we're talking about. Positive on your strings. Something good. All right. Well, I mean, the Packers. The Packers didn't trade for anybody. Uh, yeah. I mean, we don't talk about the Packers more. But for this game, though, on the defensive side, what are you looking for? Because I have something in mind. But I don't know if you guys want to go first. Or I just say what I'm looking for out of the defense. I will start by saying I see them trying to go after Aaron Rodgers big time in this game. And, uh, yeah, I think they're going to try every kind of pressure you can think of. I think it won't be like playing the Dolphins, having dynamic receivers like that. So I think these guys will have a better chance of covering these guys. And uh, I I see big things for our pass rush in this game. Mm. That's what I see. I see Rodgers getting sacked multiple times, you know, four or five times in this game. That'd be awesome. Like that. That's what I see. Yeah, I'd have to agree. It's taking down the time the quarterback has to throw is ultimately what might make a difference. Like, yes, the receivers are bad, but if you give Rodgers enough time, 
he's going to punish you. And I don't think our secondary is good enough. So I think getting to the quarterback quickly will be key. And I'd like to see the, what the Packers run game does, but I don't know. Yeah. Winning with four will be big in this. I think they're going to, I think we'll see pressures, but you got to be always got to be careful when you try to pressure a guy like Rogers. I think we're going to see them try to see what they can do with just four. And if guys like Pascal and Hutch and everyone Kaminsky can start getting home without blitzing, then that could be all the difference in this game. If you can rush only four against Rogers, that gives you such a better chance of shutting them down. I don't know. Yeah, I I absolutely think the Lions are going to try to go man in this game because of the weak receiving core that the Packers have. Um, they're at least a start. Akuda probably on Lazard, maybe Dobbs. Um, but this is not a good wide receiver core for the Packers. The Lions would take advantage of that. Probably go to man, um, so they can load more in the box against this run game uh, and shut them down, which I think a lot of teams have been doing. Uh, I mean, look at the Jets. They had Sauce Gardner completely lock up everybody all day. Um, the the Bills did roughly the same thing. Uh, the deep passing isn't there for the Packers either, so maybe line switch to too deep as well. Like a lot of, a lot of defense in the league do that in general. But um, what I'm really looking for this week is Hutch is probably going to be double teamed like he is almost every week since he's been here. Who is the second guy to step up uh, on this defense on off the edge? We need somebody. Pascal. I'm hoping it's Charles Harris. We haven't. He is not what he was last year. Um, Terrence healthy now? Maybe a Quira, somebody. Yeah, or um, yeah, you're right. Pascal's the guy I'm hoping takes another jump. Well, yeah. I mean, the knock on Pascal was his pass rush. He's supposed to be good against a run, bad in pass rush. Uh, was he bad at pass rush? I just don't think he was like a finesse guy. I don't know. I, I don't remember him being bad and coming out. Well, th- there's a lot of work in the pass rush. Sure. It, it, if he had a good skill coming out of the draft, it was his run defense, not his pass rushing. So I'm not expecting as much out of him there personally this year. Uh, Maybe uh, Aquara then? I, I'm just looking for anybody, honestly. The second guy to step up opposite Hutch. <laughs> yeah. Because I, 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 it's frustrating to watch him get double teamed constantly every week. I want to see him get freed up more. Uh because he, I mean, he is our best defense player. Uh, I also want to see Hutch maybe beat a double team too. Uh, you know, the elite ones do get by them. Uh, so he, he's got a lot of learning. But I mean, he is a rookie, so we give him that pass. But I want to see a Lynn McNeil step, as we mentioned in the last one. Yeah, it, it's it, it's it, it's going to be. It's just tougher to watch this team after you make a trade like the Hawk one, uh, where they're definitely. Yeah. I don't think they're not all in. I don't think trading hawk is necessarily because someone made so starting to make an argument against hawk about like if we were think about it like this way if we were winning and we were six and one right now and hawk, hawk still had the same stat line he had right now and like the guy then went on to say you know then we, we would have signed him we'd find a way to sign him or something i'd be like no if we had if we were six and one with the same i think then the argument's the same where is he at in his career is he the guy you're willing to pay the money he's gonna want and I don't think they're uh, Holmes was being disingenuous by saying he would have traded him if we were six and one. Uh, I, I, I disagree just, with that. I don't, I don't, I don't if know. You're six and one. I don't think you line. trade away a player like Hawk, yeah, even if you don't think he's long at least else not till, at least not till the off season. I just yeah. he still has the extra year of control. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I'm, uh, yeah, I would, I would unless we could get, we were also might be buyers elsewhere, but at that point, but I don't know. Maybe I'm. Brad is gonna say what Brad's gonna say. 
I don't know. I'd love to see the Lions execute, man. I feel like they've not shown us that just rushing four is going to get to the quarterback, but uh, maybe this week things will magically change. Fortunately, I just don't think this defense is very good. Hey, that's something we haven't really tried. Magic. (laughs) That's what this team needs. Some magic. Not better football players. Not better coaching. Not more touchdowns. We need. We need to go that, that's find a cave in Magic. Massachusetts and go find a witch or something that can cast a spell on this team. I think that's yeah. probably what already happened. I think that's the problem. We need to kill the witch that Bobby. cursed us. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Bobby Lane went on yeah. a long. Yeah, he went to the cave. He went to the cave. Well, if we go dig up Bobby Lane's body, well, it's Halloween's over. I mean, maybe I don't know. Gotta be something. Bring me the rib of Bobby Lane and I'll end your curse. <laughs> yeah. This new segment, before we get into our predictions, uh, is called Spilling the Kool-Aid with our Lady Lions. So we'll introduce them here now. <laughs> Hello, Lions fans. We are the Lady Lions, and we are here to spill the Kool-Aid. Um, we're here with Little G. Yo. And J-Dog. And I'm J-Dog. Um, so we have some some things we got to talk about this week. But the first off is probably the biggest news of the week, which is the trade of TJ Hawkinson. <laughs> And, um, you know, this is a player who is near and dear to our hearts, but very near and dear to our very own Lady Lion, Lil G. So I'm going to let you take this for a minute and tell us what are your reactions to this trip? (laughs) So yesterday was a very emotional day. Um, I don't know if you listeners remember, but on our first pod, um, Big Z had asked us who our favorite player was. And I said Hawkinson, and that's still... Still rang true until yesterday. Um, you're never really prepared for your favorite player to get traded. but uh, And he was my first favorite after Stafford. So I think I have a bit of bad luck. Um, so I'm super, super sad, super emotional. But I know he's going he's gonna to do great. I don't want the Vikings to do great, but I know he will do great. Um, and I, uh, I'm just, I don't really have a favorite player right now, so I'm in the market for one. But, uh, you know, I think with all the changes happening, I might just kind of feel it out for a couple games, see what happens. You're, you're in the market. So, you know, <laughs> these players listen to this pod, they're going to have to really, like, up their game to yeah. get on your list. Yeah, yeah. Potent- <laughs> you're, like, potential suitors, but it's, like, your potential favorite players. Right, it's, like... <laughs> Kind of like a, the Bachelor, but for favorite players, I'll be giving out roses every week until only one, only one stays. I think maybe we do the Bachelor for Little G's favorite player, <laughs> and by you you pick one. I think this will be great. I actually think this might be a new segment we've come up with. <laughs> Just right off, the, we got this. <laughs> All right, so uh, you know, we felt like. You know, not only do we have to talk about TJ Hackett a little bit, but we also, you know, we've talked since yesterday. And I just want to share with our, you know, the listeners right now, just a little ode to TJ Hawkinson. So here it is an ode to TJ Hawkinson. 
We loved Hack. He was so great. He wore the number 88. He ran so fast. His hair was so long. Not seeing him on Sunday will just feel wrong. Good luck, Hackinson, and all you do next. But, man, we're going to miss you. Ain't that the truth? That was beautiful, J-Dog. Just beautiful. Thank you. He, he deserved it. He was, he was a good guy. He was. I mean, he is, but he was a good lion, I should yes, say. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, he's still <laughs> with us, just not with the lions. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like that. Oh, anyways. Okay, well, moving on to some important business, as especially in the Lady Lions uh, arena, um, is our follow of the week. Woo! Yeah, so, Lil, do you want to take that? Yes, yeah, so our follow of the week uh, this week is at It's Isabel Ford. Um, she is Penny Sewell's girlfriend and also currently expecting a baby. So it's super, super exciting news. And actually, if anyone saw the practice report today, Sewell was out for personal reasons. So, J-Dog, what do we think this means? Well, I think this leads us directly into our content prediction. (laughs) (laughs) So what are you predicting for our content predictions this week, Lil G? So this is a big one, J-Dog, a big one. I think today Sewell was out of practice because Isabel gave birth or is giving birth in the next, like, call it 24 hours. And we are going to have a new O-line baby, our second in two weeks. Man, okay, so, like, how many O-line babies do we need to start winning games? That's the real question. (laughs) I was wondering that, too, especially in this past game when we kept the O-line kept getting penalized over and over again. I think that they all need babies to kind of, you know, get their heads right. Yeah, something to fight for. Like, I mean, go out there and knock over and block and protect, you know. Yep. Our quarterback. Um. Well, that is probably the most exciting prediction for sure. Yes. Um, but Dude. just to not copy you, I had to think, like, scrap for something else. And I'll have to say, this is not only a content prediction for me, but also a new favorite follow, I think, mm-hmm. is the Skipper family, another O-lineman. So our O-lineman, you know what? They're just solid. Let's just, you know, if we're realizing anything, our O-line is just pretty solid as far as on the field, but also with their content that they produce online. Um, so the Skipper family recently had two boy, twin boys. And last week they went to the game and they were wearing like Skipper's number and they were like holding them up like little lions. And it was really cute. So my prediction for this week is we'll get more cute twin boy Skipper content. So Aww. that's my content prediction for this week. They can get on the, uh, the cub cam at Ford yeah. Field. They need to. I feel like they said in their last one that they were, like, trying but didn't work out. So hopefully this week maybe they'll get on the cup cam. Hopefully we have a listener who, like, works at Ford Field and can make this happen for us because they deserve it. They absolutely deserve it. He's been (laughs) playing hard, and they seem like a really cute couple. Yes. Anyways, well, that's really all for spilling the Kool-Aid this week. Um, Any closing thoughts? You know, I am just hoping for some wins here, J-Dog. I'm, uh, I was feeling a little down in the dumps after Hawk and all this, but luckily we've got some good content online to, you know, keep us positive about these Lions, and I do think that we're going to turn it around. 
Amen to that, sister. <laughs> All right. Um, well, let's let's close this out. Ready? All right. One, One two, two, three. three. Go, Go Lions! <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., <laughs> All right, gentlemen, so let's get into it now. Uh, let's get to our ever-famous predictions. Whoa. The Lions, four-point underdogs at home, over-under 49-and-a-half. As always, uh, in recent Lions history, that over-under is huge, especially when they play at home in Detroit. Uh, and it goes over every time. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have the stats up with me, but at least the last five have gone over and, and at home for the Lions. Uh, so, anyways. Uh, let's give our ever famous predictions and we'll start with Connor. I think this is a very intriguing matchup. The Packers are struggling. We're struggling. I think Goff's going to be a little more consistent. Um, I think the running game will go and I, I think we'll get two rushing touchdowns at least. Uh, I think it's going to be a very close game. This is a very specific prediction. I think it's going to be 28, 27, Packers miss the game tying extra point with seconds remaining, and we miraculously come away with the victory in the final seconds. Oh, wow, uh, fascinating, fascinating! So you have it going over, yeah. Uh, and the Lions and the Lions winning. All right, let's go to UJ. All right, uh, I also think it's going to be a fairly close and fairly high scoring game too. I I think we still score a lot of points even without Hawk there. Uh, our running game is going to be dynamic in this one. Uh, Jamal gets a couple touchdowns. Goff gets a couple touchdown passes. I think 35 to 28. And I think our defense is going to rise to the occasion, make a couple key stops when they really need it. Um, maybe a pick, maybe a fumble. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I think the defense is going to rise to the occasion in this game and frustrate the hell out of Rodgers. And I, like I said earlier, I'm predicting five sacks. He's going to get frustrated. and. I don't know. In his career, there are times when he gets super frustrated. It's really fun to watch because then he kind of loses his shit. <laughs> and it, it's really fun. And uh, I think it's going to be one of those days, too, because, you know, he sees a team that he should never lose to and, and he's going to be losing to him and it's going to just eat him up. It's going to be great to watch. So, yeah, 35 to 28. Uh, the Lions are going to pull this one out with a decent performance by the defense when they need it. Nice. All right, let's go to Red Dog. All right. I'm going to make a, a prediction that goes beyond this game. You know, we talk about how the Lions are what, you know, cures what ails you and all that. But I think this is going to be the game that marks a turning point, not only for the Detroit Lions, but the, their relationship with the Packers and the rest of the league. The Packers are going to become the team 
that fixes what ails you. And this week, they're going to fix what ails the Lions. This defense is going to come out, baby, and they're going to harass Aaron Rodgers. They're going to shut him down. His receivers aren't going to be able to find room to breathe. The running game's just never going to get started, and it's going to be a game from whistle to whistle, complete performance from our defense, and they're going to shut him out for zero points. Meanwhile, on the other side, the offense is going to finally put things together and just find a nice, consistent, efficient game and they're going to get back to that 35-point margin, but instead they're going 42 points, 42 to nothing. This is going to be what it fixes the Lions, and that's going to send them on to our 11-6 record this year, and we can put all this you know, worry about Campbell to rest. <laughs> so, oh, I love yeah, earlier, earlier we were saying the Lions could care what cares the Packers, but you're saying the gonna flip, baby. Packers are, are going to care what ails the Lions. Exactly. It's yeah, all right. I love that right. turnaround. That's beautiful. Excellent. Uh, so, yeah, this is gonna be. I I, I actually like the match a lot for this one. That the, they uh, the Packers lack a lot of the things that uh, the Lions have struggled with, minus the run game. If the Lions can really shut down this run game, force the Packers to pass. Oddly enough, uh, hmm. even with Aaron Rodgers, I just this receiving core is not good. Uh, and this and our secondary has been bad. Um, so I, I do like the matchup for Lions here. Um, and I think they win this one outright. I'm going to go with 27 to 20 Lions Ooh. at home uh, right. with the victory. So nice, easy win. Daryl uh, <laughs> Groff will be kneeling this one out. Ooh. Lions back on the board. Uh, they get the two wins. They probably move to like I don't know eighth pick in the draft or something like that. The Lions are the hard, hardest strength of schedule, so any tiebreaker with another two and six team, the Lions will unfortunately lose that in draft order. Uh, I hate so, that. It's so dumb. Yeah, it is dumb. There should be another metric, like eye test or something like that. I don't know. Wait, what causes them to lose? Yeah. Strength of schedule. Uh, the Lions lose draft position because of the the tougher the strength of schedule you have, the lower the draft position you get oh, in a tiebreaker. Yeah, good. it's all based on last year's metrics too, right? I think it's end of season records. Right? I mean, strength of schedule. It's this season's strength. Of schedule. When all said and done, but what I mean yeah. this year's your this season's strength of schedule is always based on last season's record. But this season will be done, so they can look at the whole record yeah. and see who had. The oh, so it will be based on the end. Like the Lions have lost to the Dolphins, the Eagles. Uh, I mean, a lot of teams with winning records, so their strength of schedule yeah. is way above everybody else. Right oh, now. also okay. their strength. Yeah. Every other team's strength of schedule goes up. When we lose, uh, or our six, right. we're giving them a win every time. But um, anyways, True. um, yeah. So that's it. Those are our predictions. Uh, I know Bob couldn't be here, but he also predicts a Lions victory as well. Mm. So yet again, uh, we are we are Ooh. on a major rut right now. Uh, we haven't gotten a win yeah. in a few weeks, so we we are looking forward to this. Really game. use one. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. So, we'll wrap things up here, but before we do, uh, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast, please download, please subscribe, please leave a review. Always greatly appreciate that. SideLionReport.com. Go on there. You can also access our podcast from there. Also, go check out their articles, and thank you for them for hosting the podcast. Um, And Instagram, at DrinkingBooKool-Aid. Twitter, at DrinkingLions. Go on there. Let us know your predictions for this week's game. And of course, last but not or not last but not least, but thank you to our producer, 
Kid J. Kid J. Kid J. Producing the podcast and always doing a fantastic job, especially this week where we had this is our third episode of the week. So big yeah, load, yeah. we got it done. Uh, you know, giving that content for the people, for the fans, for the food really drinkers. Pretty soon we could run out of beer to pay Kid Jane. What are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right, we'll wrap it up. Thank hey. you, buddy, for listening. We'll be have a great start to your November. Um. Lion you know, Stubbs always a great spot. Holidays right no shave November. Yeah, Get absolutely. those beards out there. That's right. Yeah, baby. That's right. How you doing? <laughs> um, absolutely. So thank you everybody for listening. And last but not least, as always, go, go, go. go. Down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a lion's victory. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.